Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell. I'm joined, as always. Hold on, let me let me let me start that again. I am your jam that champion, Chopper Pete Quinnell. I'm joined by your new Quizzle Mania champion, my intangible co-host Tempest. Hey, and bud. new, and new. Mm. I I get to frame up my my shot with this stupid crown in it again hell yeah that's what we all want to see yeah apart from the people that are listening to the audio version of this in which case they don't see but you know no but they can think about it i've got a crown on my head because i'm i'm a winner pete exactly things how was how was quizzlemania this week because i haven't actually watched it it was, it was good it was a good little show i thought i thought i flexed my mental powers over my competition Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, had a, a decent little little start on the prices. Uh, the prices shite, so mm-hmm. that was fun. Um, we did a new round; those are fun. Mm-hmm. Where it's one that you would be awesome at, just absolutely spectacular at. Where you get the first, like, you get a chunk of a promo, mm-hmm. and you have to like write the following line of the promo. Okay, right? Yeah. So. I, I think, uh, I forget what the first one was. It was like a famous, uh, oh, it was the Hard Times promo, of course. Oh, right. Uh, so you had to, like, finish the next line of the, the Hard Times promo. Mm-hmm. And then you had to finish, like, the next line of the Pipe Bomb promo. And right. there were, like, a bunch of different promos like that that you had to fill in the next the next line. And mm-hmm. the impressions started getting uh, pretty good at certain points, you know? Nice. There was, uh, there was, there was some know, good moments there. Genuinely, I might be okay at that. For some reason, I remember promos decently well. So maybe. Yeah. Because if it was like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a promo that I, I would know. Obviously, I know that I know the pipe bomb pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Mark Henry retirement promo, I feel like I know that pretty well. That was one of them. That was, oh, was one it? of them. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I can remember that. It was pretty good. See, that yeah. one was tough, though, because as we went mm-hmm. through the round, it started becoming like, all right, people might know this one. 
So if you mess up a word, only the people with the exact words will be able to get the points and such. Mm. So for that one, the the quote was like, and to Joanna, a baby who cries when I leave home, dot, 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 what's the next line? And I was like, I can't remember what he says. Like, I remember what he says, but I don't remember yeah. how he says it. If he says, daddy's coming home or baby, mm -hmm. I'm coming home. Yeah, yeah, the answer, yeah. The answer is baby, I'm coming home. Baby, but I'm coming I, home, yeah. I and SP3 both write daddy's coming home. Oh, man. Blew it. That's rough. That's Absolutely rough. blew it. What a promo, though. Hot what damn. a promo. What a oh. promo. Oh, my God. I love Mark Henry. I love so watching, like, I will go back and just watch a lot of, like, Mark Henry's greatest moments. Mm -hmm. and just be like, yeah, it's Mark so Henry. I oh. was so into his Hall of Pain run. Like, yeah. so badly into it. I think it was because it started so randomly. Like, his heel turn was, like, some <laughs> sort of, like, weird Team Raw versus Team SmackDown tag team match. And he yep. just turned on his SmackDown teammates for no reason. I was like, Mark Henry? Like, where'd you come Why is he being featured or whatever? And then all of a sudden, switches on this Hall of Pain character, and I'm like, where have you been? Just what? the best run of Mark Henry's life. <laughs> right? I so, so wish he didn't get hurt. Yeah, tell me about you it. You know, like he hurt his ankle as world champion, and he was supposed to be world champion and going like into WrestleMania. We would have never gotten the whole Daniel Bryan 18 second thing. Who nice. knows how much could have been different if Mark Henry just didn't get hurt. Yeah. And instead he was on like what? Team Team Teddy? Yeah. No, he was on Team Laurinaitis, wasn't he? I he guess. was on Team Johnny against Ugh. Team Teddy, yeah. Ugh. Poor guy. Ugh. Come on, man. Should have been a world championship like main match on WrestleMania yeah. after a run like that. Just awesome. It was so good. It was so good and so unexpected from Mark Henry as well. You'd gotten yeah. used to Mark Henry just being that guy on the roster. And then the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. Like just... He was the Kool-Aid man with the red singlet for like <laughs> three years leading up to that. Yeah. And then they flipped the switch and he's like the greatest heel that WWE has had. The best monster heel they've had in decades. Oh, Banana's good. Madness. Um, anyway, uh, we should talk about SmackDown, which is less good i yes. really didn't like this episode so sorry in advance your boy's gonna be negative about it because it sucked um but yeah let's talk about smackdown because a question i do legitimately want to ask and talk about is this the worst wrestlemania build ever across like all the matches because it's not very good it's not. probably one of them right let's talk about it Did you know, Tempest? Did you know? It's WrestleMania in two weeks. I didn't, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. Whoops. Is this possibly the worst build to WrestleMania ever? I don't feel confident saying ever. I've not been alive for all the builds to WrestleMania. Yeah. And I wasn't watching a lot of them. But also... This is really bad. This is it not is. good. This does not feel like a build to WrestleMania at all. Welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast review of SmackDown and Rampage. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, your Jam That Champion. I'm joined by your new Quizzlemania champion, 
Tempest. LIW's oh. got gold back. We'd love to see it. We've got all the gold, Pete. Yeah. This but like there's a lot of this talk about LIW is fine, dot 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 question mark, but what what reason do we have now to not be fine? We've got all yeah. of the gold. This was yeah, the exactly. goal. That's the goal. That's the whole point behind LIW. We we to set out to, to do this a year ago and we did it. We've done it twice. Twice. We just are the best. It's just what we do. That yeah. is fine, what right? we do. We're fine. Why the question mark in the fine? We are fine. Right? It's true. People who listen to the intros and outros will have gotten my Mark Henry reference. It's good. Anyway, um, SmackDown. <laughs> so, WrestleMania's in two weeks. And I don't so really care about any of the matches on the card, really. Like, I, I don't know whether... Here's the thing. It's hard for me to get invested in WWE as it is. People already know I'm not a huge fan of WWE. Shock. Horror. I know. <gasps> Shock revelation. I'm not <gasps> a big fan of WWE, right? <clears throat> but I still... my mind right now, pal. But I still think that if something is really good, I can still get invested in it, right? If, like, an angle's really good, or a feud is really good, or a certain promo segment's really good, I can still appreciate it for being a good angle, segment, promo, feud, whatever, right? For WrestleMania, though, I just... I'm not invested in anything. There's just so much stuff that just doesn't inspire me for this one. Whether it's, it's the a very branding... uninspired show. That's it's a very, a very uninspired show. It. And I don't know whether it's the branding of the most stupendous tonight. Biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Here's Charlotte and Ronda. Here's Johnny Knoxville. Here's Logan Paul. Like, I don't know whether it's all of that stuff that's me being like, oh, I just don't care. Or whether it's like they don't have much good wrestling on WWE anymore. Or whether like the angles are really like copy and paste and they're just not capturing my imagination at all apart from one of them on this show which still had like a giant asterisk next to it that took my enjoyment out of it a little bit as well i say a little bit i mean a lot of bit it's just this isn't a very good build to wrestlemania this doesn't feel like wrestlemania season at all no it doesn't it doesn't and i've got like i don't know i've got a lot of of one-off thoughts about the situation and everything i think now we're really starting to get the first glimpse of like what wrestling kind of looks like post pandemic mm -hmm. where there's now a lot more stadium shows than there had been previously. There are a lot more like big shows than there had been previously. New Japan's running a big Chicago show with like a big, like a big card. That's actually like, Oh, I would like, take a trip to see that show, you know, like John Moxley versus Will Ospreay, like big caliber main event matches, you know, and you've got like AEWs running crazy pay-per-views that each of those pay-per-views is kind of like a destination event. But the thing that all of those cards have like in common is that they're not resting on like the name value to draw the fans, you know, like that new Japan show, they've put together like a really big card, all these aew pay-per-views they they have these like really big cards with these dream matches and culminations of really big things and and cm punk debut or return and all these different things all the things that actually sell the pay-per-view 
What is selling WrestleMania this year besides the name WrestleMania? I've seen the main event like eight goddamn times. Yeah. I... The whole show is either things that we've seen already or it's matches that just kind of feel like, okay, the Usos and Rick Boots and Shinsuke Nakamura, like that's a WrestleMania match. Like, I don't feel like it is, you know? And when I was like a little kid and WrestleMania seemed like, oh, this big fantastical thing to me, right? Like, oh, it was was cool. It was important to be on WrestleMania. They kept people off WrestleMania if they hadn't been in the company long enough, you know? Like, I remember WrestleMania 25, they were going to do Jack Swagger against Evan Bourne for the ECW title, and they didn't do it because they hadn't been in the company long enough to deserve being on WrestleMania. So, for better or worse, WrestleMania was like this big thing. WrestleMania is just like a show now. Like, I don't remember the last time WrestleMania was treated with, like, this level of importance. And it's just, it's the same way that WWE advertises themselves based on the wwe brand name as opposed to pushing a top star to build the company around i know they still do that with roman reigns but it's different he's still not john cena the rock steve austin they don't have one of those people that's neither here nor there but they'd rather push the wwe brand than the stars because you go and see the show you don't go and see your favorite wrestler anymore the same way you don't go to see wrestlemania to see the big match. You got to see The Rock and Steve Austin. I will pay money to go and see that match. No, now you go. Like, if I was in Dallas for WrestleMania weekend, I might go just to. And he's gone. Well, just. It's just me and you guys now. Anyway, um, <laughs> whoops, I guess Tempest will be back soon. Um, yeah, I'm assuming his internet has died. I kind of agree with everything that Tempest was saying, though, uh, in that I, I just don't feel like WrestleMania is very special. It's just it's just a show that's being sold off the back of the WrestleMania name. Uh, it's not about the culmination of stories. It's not about uh, any intricate storylines or big matches even though wwe tries to promote it as being big matches in terms of like reigns and lesnar being like oh it's the biggest wrestlemania match of all time and all that stuff i just don't feel like it actually is welcome back tempest sorry about that that's happened before Streamyard just stopped existing for a second (laughs) (laughs) they kicked me out of the thing it wasn't like everything froze and it was yeah. just like the the circles going around. It was just like, nope, get out, <laughs> get out of this stream yard. <laughs> but yeah, well, I feel like I made my point. You did, yes. WrestleMania ain't special no more, basically. No. And I agree with you. I liked it when Res- when you had to watch WrestleMania to get the best of the best competitors mm. competing in their biggest matches. That's what WrestleMania yeah. was about. You know, that was where all the storylines where most of the storylines culminated and where you had like, yeah, your, your best wrestlers on a short condensed show of your best matches. That's what WrestleMania should be. (laughs) You know, this is, this is, this is a separate issue, but it's Mm. like, you know, when all of the pay-per-views used to be like two hours and 45 minutes, Mm -hmm. you could get away with a four hour WrestleMania. 
Yeah. It was like, oh, we're getting an extra hour of pay-per-view this month. That's like kind of exciting. Now it's like, oh God, we're getting 14 hours of WrestleMania. Make it stop. <laughs> it's a two-hour <laughs> pre-show every night, Tempest. Yeah. Oh, and there's NXT Standard Deliver earlier on the Saturday. What are they thinking? They're they're nuts. Crazy. They're absolutely nuts. But yeah, 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 like, and again, this kind of ties into my earlier points a little bit, but think of just how much better like forget the build the build would probably be bad regardless because wwe just is not good at writing stories but imagine how much more enticing this card would be if you loaded it up with any of the people that got fired the last year like if instead of being excited for revolution because you get to see all these stars imagine at wrestlemania you get to watch alistair black and Isaiah Swerve Scott and Keith Lee. And I don't want to like keep going back and harking on this thing like every time because it does get exhausting and everything. But like, I, I don't care about seeing Rick Boogs in a WrestleMania match. I'm sorry. I would much rather see someone like Keith Lee or, or any, or pick one. <laughs> There's a million of them. Ember Moon. The thing is as well though, this yeah. is what WWE has done because they're not, they don't build any stars because yeah. on their weekly TV shows, like nothing happens. They don't build any new stars. The one exception I think they've done in the last couple years, a star they've actually built properly is Bianca Belair. I genuinely yeah. think that is probably one star that they've made in the last couple years because she's been built properly. She was protected. She yeah. won big matches. And whenever she lost her title, she was protected in doing so. It was poorly done, but she was yeah. attempted to be protected doing so. And after she lost the belt, she was still treated like a star and she's been built back up to have another big WrestleMania match. Great. That's an yeah. actual star. That's how you build it. You just don't do that with the entirety of the rest of your <laughs> roster so that no one feels like a star. And then when it comes to WrestleMania time, all you're doing is selling the word WrestleMania because you don't yeah. have any stars to put on the show. Ah, it's infuriating. Bianca Belair is getting the treatment that Rhea Ripley should have gotten a year earlier. Totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Anyway. It's not a good WrestleMania build. I don't know if it's, it's the worst good. ever, but it's not good. Like not there, good. there are a few that like really stick out to me. Like WrestleMania 31 was like mm -hmm. especially bad, where they ended the go home show with like a tug of war over the belt, <laughs> which also involved Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Sure maybe, did. maybe <laughs> you just just stop. I think with this one main event, you just try I, something I... else. I feel like that is an especially bad angle. That's a really bad angle to to yeah, end like the go home show ending angle. Really bad. I feel yeah. like there was enough intrigue about that with like Roman Reigns might become the guy and beating Brock Lesnar, and like there was an not necessarily an excitement for the match, but like a curious intrigue about the match because this was like a sure. main event for Roman Reigns, like the first one, you know, kind of thing. So there was something there. Whereas for this so one, like it's Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, come on. <laughs> yeah. There's also 2015 Roman Reigns. Yeah. This is suffering right. suck attached Roman Reigns. That's but true. I don't know, man. There, there's there been a lot of, like, really bad WrestleMania builds, and especially in recent years. Like, a lot of them have been bad, it feels like. Yeah. Like, last year didn't even feel, like, that great. In Like, we're, we had the can they coexist stuff with Sasha and Bianca. Oh, God, I forgot about that story because the They're match was so good. Yeah, the WrestleMania. Everyone forgets about how terrible the WrestleMania build was because the match was so good, and the match was that Reggie. good. But it was all about Reggie. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, 
I don't know. I, I try not to be hyperbolic when I was like, it was the worst build ever because I was like, yeah. I'll probably remember one that was slightly worse. This is really bad, though. They need to get yeah. on this. I, I just feel like maybe maybe it's just me having, you know, false memories or whatever or looking, looking incorrectly back. But I feel like going into most WrestleManias, there was at least like one or two things where I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to this. Like, you know. Sure. This should be fun. You know, in, in previous years, it was like, you know, Drew McIntyre won the Rumble. And I was like, well, I'm mm. at least looking forward to that. And then, you know, pandemic happened and all that stuff sure. and that changed things. But, you know, I was like, okay, Drew's won the Rumble. That's new, different, exciting. That's great. You know, there was Bianca Belair the, um, last year. And I was like, that's cool. Even though the story was real bad, I was still excited to watch Bianca probably beat Sasha, which she did. Um, and I was still looking forward to that triple threat with Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan and Edge. It was a weird story to kind of insert Brian into that story, but it still worked to make me more excited because Daniel Bryan is amazing and makes every match better. This, I'm just, I'm not feeling anything on this card at all. Yeah, there's a few things that like on paper, like I'm really looking forward to Edge versus AJ Styles. Yes. I don't know what the hell Edge is doing on Raw right now. I couldn't tell you. You know, it's, it's, yeah. I don't know what, what that is. And we're not here to review Raw, but like, that's the one match that I was like, Ooh, a dream match. That felt like a WrestleMania match, like on yeah. paper that I would put together, you know, and like, there are a few others like Bianca and Becky should be fun. And I am looking forward to that. At the same time, I've already seen it. You know, I just, I miss when I got like first time ever matches on WrestleMania, you know? Yeah. Like if WrestleMania is where things kind of like culminated, like the guys that hadn't touched but had crossed paths for the previous year, they yeah. finally meet at WrestleMania and you hadn't seen them wrestle five times the previous year. That's what I miss about WrestleMania because that's yeah. what makes me excited. I, w- I don't want to see things I've seen before. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's see what you guys think. Let's get into some of your Ultra Chats here. Send in your Ultra Chats to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Uh, send in your messages. Uh, all the ones that are five US bucks and up, we're going to read by the time the show goes off the air. Sweet Monkey Tuesday says, uh, WWE are focused on making moments. Forgetting uh, forgetting that a moment without the preceding story is often nothing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. CJ Lilly said, it's easy to get on WrestleMania, right? Tell that to Alexa Bliss, who's healthy, wants to come back, but can't because of celebrities and Vince projects. They managed to get every woman in the tag championship match they could expect. Uh, they could expect her the second most over woman. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either. I, you know, like, I don't watch Raw, so I miss a lot of the Raw discourse, you mm-hmm. know, just because, like, if it doesn't affect me, honestly, I, I tune most wrestling news out. You know, okay. so if, if Alexa Bliss is just off the show for a long yeah. period of time, I'll just be like, oh, is she? That's interesting. She comes back at, like, Elimination Chamber. I was like, oh, I guess she's back. Hasn't been seen since. What are they What are they doing? Like, is Alexa Bliss in the doghouse? I'm just... Like, she had all the vignettes <laughs> of her getting better and getting treated at the therapy, oh. and then she came back exactly the same as when she left. And it's then like, went again. It's the worst. What's happening? It's the worst storytelling I've seen from like any medium. Real bad. That's a, that's that's a very quick other WrestleMania peeve that I have. I hate this like narrative that it's like mm-hmm. no one can get on WrestleMania. All the which, stars are like losers. Which would totally make sense if they actually made WrestleMania what it was. You know, it's only the best of the best performers that can get on. People sure. who win Royal Rumble matches, in world title matches, or in tag title matches, or whatever, right? Only yes. the title contenders and the champions and these guys get on WrestleMania. Everyone else, you're not on yeah. the card, right? If they treated WrestleMania like that, then the storyline makes sense. It's a sure. it's a two-night show where everyone yeah. is on the card. There's going like... to be 17 matches. <laughs> you'll find a spot. If they you, don't like, have if they don't have room for you, quit. Yeah. Like you know? your name is Seth Rollins. You are getting on the WrestleMania yeah. card. Like it's just It reminds oh. me of the first Andre the Giant Battle Royal mm-hmm. where John Cena was like, Oh, well, I didn't win the Elimination Chamber match to become WWE champion, so I don't have a WrestleMania match. I'd like to be in the first Andre the Giant Battle Royal and win the thing. And Stephanie McMahon is like, No, you are a loser. And you don't get to be on WrestleMania. I was like, well, damn. Get, get shit on John Cena. And yeah. every time they bring it up now, that's the same way that I feel about like all these people. It's just like, you can't find a, a way to get on a 14-hour show? It's wild. Sucks to be with this roster? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Tenrita said, uh, 
it's sad that I'm more excited to see the Mania stage and stadium than the actual matches and show itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I miss the important manias. Double or nothing comes soon enough. Cody, I don't feel sorry for you with whatever happens to you. Enjoy it, pal. Yeah, it's business. You gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. Sure. Cody uh, Rhodes well, versus Seth Rollins. Yeah. Let's I mean, you know it. what? That sounds like a fun match. Sounds like a solid three and a half star match. <laughs> <laughs> a WrestleMania? Yeah, probably. Let's talk about SmackDown. Uh, let's speed through it because nothing yeah. happened on this show again, apart from <laughs> a couple things, right? Yeah. Let's get this out of the way first. So, starts off with, I think it's, I can't remember whether it was you or with SP3 that I mentioned this to, of the, the Reigns and Lesnar thing from Madison Square Garden. They love that angle so much. They, they just do. keep playing yeah. it time after time after time. They're like, look at this angle we did on a house show that no one saw. Look at it. Just keep playing it. See, it's going to sell WrestleMania tickets. Yeah. Then we got oh, a recap boy. of last week. Then Roman Reigns comes out. <laughs> I don't get what's important about this Madison Square Garden thing. We've seen them beat each other up for like a year. They're so happy with the angle. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't. I don't. Uh, I, don't anyway. I don't get it. Roman Reigns I have a story comes out. about this opening segment, but I'll let you recap the, it first. The, the first word on this show which was Roman Reigns' normal acknowledge me thing, right? The first word that he spoke was mentioned seven minutes into this show. Seven minutes. Oh, it, it gets so much worse than that. Oh. There wasn't a wrestling match in the ring until like the 26 minute mark. Oh, don't even. Um, goodness me. Uh, anyway, Reigns starts doing a promo saying he wants to beat up Brock Lesnar. Paul Heyman then says Brock Lesnar's plane was grounded because of weather issues. Brock Lesnar's not here tonight and Roman's like, Roman looked like he was legitimately upset about that and he was like, man I wanted to beat up Brock Lesnar that's a shame that he's not here and then swerve, Paul Heyman says he is here, he's on his way oh no, and then Roman Reigns is upset that he's here now I know the story they were trying to do of Roman Reigns being like, oh no, what a shame Brock Lesnar's not here, wait he is here oh no, crap yeah. They just told it poorly. <laughs> it's just not very good. But hey-ho. Hey, Brock Lesnar's here. Uh-oh, we better leave. Roman Reigns was like, I'm going to leave the ring now. Went with the Usos and skedaddled out the ring. This I thought was fine, but poor storytelling. But fine. Concept was okay. Mm -hmm. You're, you're about to get to my favorite part. Yeah, we go backstage. And after an ad break, Reigns and the Usos are leaving. They hop into a car... But uh-oh, it's Brock Lesnar in a forklift. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm with you. This feels like a WrestleMania build. I'm all yes. in, right? This is great. Brock Lesnar rams the car with the forklift and smashes the windows with the forklift. Like the two forks smash through the windows of the car. And I was like, Jesus, <laughs> that's kind of cool. Except, okay. Okay. So... The two forks from the forklift pierced the windows of the car. And I was like, oh, wow. It immediately, and I mean immediately, faced the black for an ad break. 
Like it starts fading to black <laughs> as the forklift hits the car. You don't even have time to take in that that's what happened before it just cuts. What are you playing at, WWE? What are you playing at? I. Who do I have to fight? <laughs> who is the call? Who is the reason for this? Like, imagine. Imagine you're at the Super Bowl and the entire field gets set on fire. <laughs> and they cut to a commercial. You know what I mean? Oh, in what man. world, in what universe, are, if you're running a television show, does the most interesting thing possible, a crazy cowboy lumberjack rams a forklift through your world champion's car, the most interesting thing possible has just happened, and you go to commercial. You say, no, no, we can't have people seeing that. It's like... You d they didn't even show anything exciting. It's not oh. like they showed like the forklift, the, the, the forks pierce through the car, and then you see like a shot of like Roman mm. like struggling to get out the car or something like that. And then, you know, Brock Lesnar is getting out the forklift or whatever, and then they say, stick around to see what happens next. And then they cut to an ad break. It is literally smashing the car, ad break. You don't even have time to process what you've just seen. Before you're already on an ad break. So then you go like, wait, yeah. what What was that? Wait, huh? It is a proper yeah. whiplash effect on this show. <laughs> and it is infuriating. Because then when they come back from the ad break, they show you a recap of all the cool things that happened yeah. in the ad break. It's like, why don't you just put that on the show? It, What's wrong with you people? It's the most backwards show I've ever seen. Oh. Like it's the they they put the interesting parts during the commercial, intentionally. They didn't do this it. as an accident. Like, am, it's so easy to do. Like, you ram the thing, you flip it over, you look in the car, and Roman's gone. Brock Lesnar gets out of the forklift, looks around, walks away. You cut to commercial because they're like, "There's chaos. We don't know where Roman is. We'll try and find it. We'll try and get a camera on him." Cut to commercial. Now you're like, "Oh, are they gonna find Roman?" Not like. Oh crap, there's really cool things going on right now. I wish I wasn't missing them. Legit, right? This show is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's I like the first I... Godzilla movie where Godzilla like shows up for the first time and everyone's like, whoa, Godzilla, let's go. And then you see the action as like news broadcasts being shown back to you. It's like, oh, but I wanted to see them wreck things and you yep. cut away from it and yep. i was like come on i want to see the destruction I don't cut away from godzilla brock lesnar i had to pause it when i was watching it as soon as it cut to the ad break i just paused it put my head in my hands for a second and i just went the f are you playing at like I'm crying I'm crying what right now what are you doing you <laughs> i knew it was gonna happen company. i knew it was gonna happen i know them so well at this point it is oh i weeping oh, ab tears are streaming from my face <laughs> so then they show oh. the recap after the effort they come back and they're look at all the stuff you missed and you know what it was fun but at this point i don't care because it's gone to an ad break and you've ruined my fun all right yeah you ruined the moment you yeah. care about moments this was like a cool 
like Steve Austin with a vehicle esque moment. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, WrestleMania, give me that. And then they ruined it. Yeah. Of course they like, did. Like Lesnar picked up the car and like flipped Ooh. it on its side, which took a while, but it was cool. Flipped the car you on its side. Flip and a then... car with a forklift. It takes a while. It takes a bit, yeah. But then like Roman and the Uso start running away to another car to try and escape. And Lesnar runs up to him, rips the door open, and tears the door off its hinges as they're driving away. That's awesome! Just put it on your show! <laughs> like, don't put it in an ad break! Oh, oh man. Yeah. Infuriating. Uh, yep. So then Brock Lesnar comes out to the ring with the car door. Good stuff, Lesnar. Happy with mm-hmm. that. Uh, came out, and he kind of, like, like he forgot his lines, or he, like, stumbled on his words or something, because he was like, Roman, I'm coming for blood! And then he kind of stopped for a bit and was, like, looking around, and then he's like, I'm coming for blood! You already said that, Lesnar. Yeah, Roman, you better be prepared. And then walked off. And I was like, it's not really the killer line you want, but sure. Could have just left it at him ripping the door off. I don't think we needed Brock to come out and talk. Exactly, yeah. Especially when you consider that we're, at this point, like 21 minutes into the show. See, this is the thing. I know we're 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 still on the opening segment. We're like a half hour into this podcast, so we. But this is the nothing only thing else on SmackDown. Like There's fine. nothing else on SmackDown. It's fine. <laughs> I was like, I was working last night, and I was doing stuff, trying to get trying to get as much work sorted before SmackDown as possible, just so I can not have my attention split. But it was kind of running long, and I was like, okay, let me just do one more thing, blah blah blah. And I'm looking up, and I was like, oh, it's eight o'clock. I really should turn on the show. And I was like, at a, mo- at a certain point, I was like, wait a minute. I don't have to turn on this show. <laughs> and I didn't turn on the show until like 10 minutes in. Mm-hmm. And I didn't miss a goddamn thing. <laughs> so you know what? L- little victory for Tempest this week. Nice. I was well having done. a little conundrum about time management. And you know what? It all worked out because nothing happens during the first 10 minutes of this show. Oh, oh my lord. Oh my um, absolute lord. I wrote in my notes here after that the opening segment. I think that was some goofy fun, but this effing show's pacing ruins effing everything. Pretty much. And I pretty much yeah stand by that. Okay. Um I hate so after this that, mask. I don't know why this mask makes my nose run, but I'm like, what is happening? After that, we got a recap of the Uso's uh, Uso versus Boogs from last week. Then we got Boogs and Nakamura versus Los Lotharios. Los Lotharios had a kiss cam that definitely wasn't a plant again. Um, commentary we're putting over. Wow, Rick Boogs has been so great for Shinsuke Nakamura since they've joined forces. Nakamura's never looked better. And I'm like, since he's joined forces with Nakamura, he's been injured and lost the IC title. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Ridiculous. Uh, Boogs won. Boogs is ridiculously strong. I'll also yeah, say that. He's yeah. insanely strong, and he won fairly quickly. That was that. Yeah, it's about right. It's about what I would expect. It's fine. Yeah. It was. Uh, fine. We got a recap of the the Raiders being attacked and McIntyre beating up everyone, which was basically the whole segment that they played. That's not the point of a recap, guys. Um, and then we had Viking Raiders and Drew McIntyre versus Corbin, Shanky, and Gender. Madcap Moss was backstage and did a joke about Happy Corbin, and Corbin was like, "Dude, what?" Yeah. See, now I believe you that they're uh, they're heading towards Splitsville. 
WWE can't help themselves. They're like, oh, dissension. We can put that in that story. It's fine. You can break this one up. I'm not going to be hurt. They can't help themselves. They will break up every tag team, but you can break this one up. If it means no more jokes, that's that's fine. Will it? Will it mean no more jokes? I don't know. This could be this could be like mitosis. Like you've got you've got the one bad cell that's the Baron Corbin and Madcap Moss segment. Mm-hmm. If they split up, we might just get rid of that cell and like we don't have to deal with that anymore. Or mm-hmm. it could split and now we've got two bad segments. Mm-hmm. Now we've got the crap happy Corbin happy talk segment, and we've got the Madcap Moss backstage interview talking bad jokes uh-huh. segment. I don't want yeah. two of them. I'd rather they both just go away. Here's my prediction. Madcap Moss is gonna he's gonna split from Happy Corbin. He's gonna oh, become a babyface, and he's gonna cut jokes. And WWE be like, "Why aren't you cheering him? He's doing funny jokes." And everyone's gonna be like, "Those jokes really aren't funny. I don't like him." I don't. I don't. But you, you know, he's gonna come out. He's gonna do like the John Cena style jokes, and he's gonna be like, "You have small balls," <laughs> and everyone's gonna be Got like, "Got him." Yeah. Did people, did people try real bad. I, I think I got that right. I haven't what? taken a science class in ten years. My science mm-hmm. science words. Mm-hmm. I got that right. Right. Oh, mitosis. Mitosis. That's what that yeah. is. That, yeah. That's what that process yeah. is. I'm not wrong. It's the it's the, it's the duplication and and yeah. separation. It's, it's split. I remember parts of science class. Science was Just interesting. Parts. Just parts. Science. Um, something that we don't mention all that much on this show because we only have so much time. Camera work. Real bad. Oh, it's terrible. Real bad. See, again, talking about minus ones that just yeah. are a detraction from every show. We don't talk about camera work every every week because A, it's exhausting and repetition and all that. Uh, but yeah, it's always there. It's always terrible. Like real, yeah. bad. real uh, th- bad. This this match in particular. Yeah, you're the, the worst director the, in all of film. <laughs> real bad. The opening, opening sequence of this match, I noticed in particular, I was like, man, that's really obnoxious because nothing's really happening in the ring. Yeah. The camera cuts are like really obnoxious. So I counted, Tempest. I counted. Um, so, I love this game. The I know. Count the WWE Grim. camera cuts game. I always love yeah. when this comes up. Yeah. It's always absurd. So the first opening sequence, bear in mind, like nothing overly. Th- this was just something that I noticed. This wasn't like a particular, like, oh my God, I have to turn off the TV or anything. This was just like, a, oh, that's bad. Kind of like that's a lot of camera uh-huh. cuts. Um, opening sequence was Eric and Shanky in this match, punch a little bit. Uh, Shanky pushed him into the corner. He reversed it. They brought out of the corner. Shanky pushed him against the ropes and hit a like, clothesline. It took 18 seconds for that <laughs> opening sequence. Yeah. How many camera cuts do you think it was, Tempest? 18. Not quite that many. Luckily. Ah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. More than 10. More than 10. 14. 14. On the money. 14 camera cuts. 14 camera cuts in 18 seconds for no- for nothing happening in the ring. This is the only other one I'm thinking of, <laughs> and I don't I I Great would point. I would listen to a debate about who is a worse director, Kevin Dunn or mm-hmm. UA Bowl. Yep. It is. <laughs> oh, still terrible. This is terrible. 14 camera cuts in 18 seconds. Yeah, it is brutal. noxious. It's like that Rip one that. scene from uh, Bohemian Rhapsody that everyone made fun of where there's like 80 mm-hmm. camera cuts in 60 seconds, but it's that for <laughs> yeah. like the entire show. Yeah, legit. Really bad. Um, we got two ads for 2K22 during this match. The same mm-hmm. ad. 
McIntyre won after a nothing match. Cool. Yeah. Uh, got a recap of Ricochet and Zayn from last week. Sammy did a promo challenging Johnny Knoxville for an Anything Goes match at WrestleMania, which I assume is somehow different to No Holds Barred, Street Fight, <laughs> Street yeah. Rules, No DQ. Belfast <laughs> like... Brawl. Can't that. If you're Irish, yeah. it's a Belfast Brawl. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like it probably means smoke and mirrors will yeah. take place. Which you know what? It will be fun. easier to take place. Because you exactly. have to smoke and mirrors this match anyway, so yeah. do it with more it's, tomfoolery. It's probably going to make the match better. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we then got the one good match on this show, Asterisk, which was Banks and Naomi versus mm. Ripley and Morgan. And you know yes. what? I think this makes sense. We've got two teams that are in the women's tag title match at WrestleMania. They haven't faced before. Uh, champions aren't in the match. So they can't get pinned. Great. Just two challenges having a match sure. before WrestleMania. Cool. I'm on board with Pretty this. standard stuff. Pretty mm-hmm. standard WrestleMania build stuff. Yeah. Um, I like it. Zelina and Carmella at ringside. Sure. Um, this match got really good towards the end. Yeah, they got given a bit of time. That's a really good near falls towards the end as well. It's a really good bit where like uh, Sasha Banks did like a uh, kind of like a Vader bomb. And then Naomi did like a split legged moonsault and Liv Morgan broke it up. And it was really, really good. Really good near fall. And uh, they did this big Tower of Doom spot. And I was like, damn, this match is really picking up. Yeah. Some really good stuff. Shayna Baszler and Natalia came out, <laughs> caused the DQ. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. Like, I'm watching <sighs> this match. And again, I've still got, like, my computer in front of me. i got my TV over here. I'm like, mm-hmm. we got SmackDown on, and I'm watching. And I'm watching, and I'm watching. And initially, I'm just like, okay, so, like, I like all the people in this match. So that's, like, mm-hmm. a good start, you know. Yep. And I'm watching. They're doing, like, good stuff. And they start hitting big moves, and I was like, "Oh damn!" They're like, "This is the SmackDown match where they try this mm-hmm. week." You yeah, know? they give the they give time, and and they have plenty of of time to to actually have a good match. And I was like, as soon as they kicked out of like a big near fall, I was like, "Oh, no uh, one's winning this match." It's <laughs> like this isn't just like, a, "Oh, let's let's build to the big finish." It's like, "Oh, that means there's no finish," mm-hmm. and sure enough. Yeah, like a second later, I don't know how people watch this show. If I if I if I was watching if I was watching this show for the first time, watching that, and there was a DQ, I probably would turn the show off. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? There's this there's this match that I'm enjoying watching, and it just is ruined now. Yep. I just, Christ. And like Shayna Baszler and Natalia aren't even a tag team. No, they're not no, an established not. tag team. None of them are. Oh yeah, the, the longest running tag team of the three has been together for like four weeks. Ugh. I don't even know if it's so, been that long. Whatever. They caused the DQ, and then later on, <laughs> Sonya Deville backstage was like, "Hey, you're added to the WrestleMania match now." That's sure. Whatever. Who cares? Um, <clears throat> Knoxville accepted Sami Zayn's challenge. Cool. Mm-hmm. This was a weird bit. Pat McAfee got summoned to Mr. McMahon's office. You get called to the principal's office. Yeah, got called into the principal's office. Ad break. I was like, okay. So when he come back, they're giving time for Pat McAfee to get to the office. So when we come back from the ad break, we can see Pat McAfee having a meeting with Mr. McMahon. That makes total sense. Came back, had the Baser and Natalia getting added to the Mania match. Then got a recap of McAfee in theory from last week. And then we saw Pat McAfee walking backstage. Then it goes back to Michael Cole. And then they play the SmackDown theme for a little bit. 
then Michael Cole's talking for a little bit. And then Pat McAfee comes out to the ring. And I was like, wait, what? I thought you were meeting with Mr. McMahon. And then Michael Cole was saying, like, he's already had his meeting with Mr. McMahon during the ad break, which we didn't see. So now he's out here to talk about it. And then Pat McAfee starts talking about his dream at WrestleMania. I was like, wait, what was the what was the Mr. McMahon meeting? You got to set something up and not pay it off. And then Austin Theory comes out and interrupts him after Pat McAfee does like, oh, it was my dream to wrestle. I don't care about American football. That thing's stupid. I've always wanted to be a wrestler, basically, is what he said. He also okay. said the words. Super Bowl champion. I don't care about football. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care about that. I've always wanted to wrestle at WrestleMania. Uh, he also said professional wrestling, Tempest. Wow. You can't say that. You can't say that. That's illegal. Yeah. It's against the rules. Um, you can't do that, I'm pretty sure. He he then said, he always wanted to wrestle at WrestleMania. Can't make it. It's his dream. Blah, 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 blah. Austin Theory comes out. And uh, Pat McAfee was saying, Mr. McMahon's told me that I need to apologize to you. Which, by the way, was something that was mentioned on commentary at the start of the show. We already knew this. They set that up. During Roman Reigns' entrance, Michael Cole said to Pat McAfee, well, Mr. McMahon has told me that you're going to have to apologize to Austin Theory and you can't lay hands on him. That was set up earlier. So what was the Mr. McMahon meeting? They know. just say stuff. They, <laughs> they just do. say stuff on this show. Infuriating. Yeah. Pat sort of does an apology. Says like, I'm sorry that I beat your ass. I'm sorry that I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. I'm sorry you're a punk bitch. Ooh, oh my God. He said the B word. And then Austin Theory does a selfie and, and shoves him a bit. And Pat's like, oh, and then they walk up. Cool. Oh, what a mania build. Can't wait Bowl. for that. That's right. I had that turned around in my head that Pat McAfee had won a Super Bowl. Never, never mind that. Pat McAfee did not win a Super Bowl. He's nah, a he loser. Lose, anyway. yeah, you didn't care about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if what what I would prefer if we would see the Vince McMahon interaction or if all McMahon interaction would be wiped from the show forever. You know? Mm. Like, I don't know if I would prefer seeing Vince McMahon, like, if see this meeting as a promo between Vince and Pat McAfee. But I think that would probably make for like a better show. Yeah. Because you I, see I, the interaction between the two characters and WWE is not capable of like subtle storytelling. Like if they if there's a storyline plot point in WWE, they need to tell you about it because they're like not smart enough to remember it themselves. They're not smart enough to remember the things that they're trying to subtly hint at. So the the main problem for me about this is that Vince McMahon is integral to this story. Like, he's the one who set up the match. It was all on the Pat McAfee show. Vince McMahon set up the match. He's given him Austin Theory. He's been summoned to Mr. McMahon's office. The fact that we've not seen Mr. McMahon in this story is stupid because he's so important as part of it. I don't particularly want to see Vince on our screens because he just rambles his way through promos these days. But if you're going to make him part of the story, include him on the show, you know, or just don't include him in the story. Yeah. Just one or the other. Like, you don't. I don't know, man. How do we get here? How do we get to Pat McAfee and Austin Theory? <laughs> they just said, you know what? Pat McAfee's going to wrestle this time. Who's he going to yeah. wrestle? Uh, Stupendous. Hey, Austin Theory needs a match. Austin Theory, you want to wrestle Pat McAfee? Okay. Sure. It's very strange. So odd. Yeah. I don't think the fact that WrestleMania has three celebrity matches is making me interested in the show. You can do one. Tempest. Tempest. 
three is like a lot. Sure is. Got a recap of the forklift. A full recap of the forklift. Like everything that happened with the forklift. So they just played the open of the show again, essentially. Yeah. Um, biggest WrestleMania match of all time. We got Kofi Kingston versus Ridge Holland. Okay. So they played yeah, up Biggie's injury. Like his partner. They showed the clip. Yeah. Piss off. So they they showed the clip of Biggie's injury. They played yeah. Biggie's Twitter videos, being like, "Hey, you know his his updates that he had about his broken neck and his fractures and all that stuff." And I was like, "Okay, you know what? They're making a story out of this." Kofi Kingston comes out and he wants to get revenge for Rich Holland injuring Biggie. Might not be in the best taste, but they're making something out of it. Cool. Do you know what Kofi didn't do? When? Didn't get revenge, did he? No. <laughs> he came out happy as ever and then lost to Rich Holland. Can't say happy as ever. He did come out and just kind of he he had like the yeah, some real bad stuff happened last week kind of face on. He just kind of like Hi, hi guys. You yeah. know. Yeah, he had what I like to call the white people smile. Where, you know, you know the one. You're walking down the street and you just gotta kind of you make eye contact with somebody, you just hit them with the white people smile. You know, yeah. fake, fake happiness. Yeah. Fake happiness. Title of my band name. Um <laughs> yeah. I I'll be honest, I didn't want to talk about this match at all. Everything about this segment just kind of turned my stomach a little bit. Like I... I get it, and I'm sure that all the people involved are like more or less, I, I don't want to give WWE the foot of the doubt these days, but I'm going to believe that, like, Biggie's not gravely offended that they've done this. Mm-hmm. But regardless, like, God, I've seen guys get, like, knocked out in hockey games and stuff. You don't need to show the replay. Like, if you want to see it that bad, go look on Twitter. Go, go look if you want to see a man getting dropped on his head. Because... I saw this again last night. I was like, oh, they're probably going to do the thing where like they throw and then the screen freezes. And then afterwards, it's like, oh, you, you got hurt. Nope. They just showed this potentially Darren Drozdoff looking incident. And just because he didn't get crippled doesn't mean I want to see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just one thing. I would never book any member of New Day in any segment with Ridge Holland again, just mm-hmm. for optics sake. Not that like as a punishment or anything, but just I I wouldn't want to see Steve Austin and Owen Hart have a lot of interaction again. Like you just you want to put that bad memory out of your mind. I don't want to yeah. see this rivalry as like a fan on the deepest level possible. I don't want to see this this rivalry. And then you booked him to lose. Yeah. It's I don't I don't want to get into it. I don't I, I don't have the energy to lose my mind over this one, but if if you are a basketball player and you miss the easiest wide open layup, you shouldn't be a basketball player. If you're writing this show and you can't miss the easiest layup, let's have Kofi Kingston have a nice week and win a match just to give the fans like a feel good moment. Maybe let him cut a promo and just be like, "Hey man, New Day is going to be stronger than ever. We mm-hmm. we're not going to let something like this get us down. We appreciate all the support. Biggie's going to be okay. Thank you guys. We love you. That's all you had to do. And you beat him. You beat him. 
Christ. It sucks. The show is terrible. So I legitimately forgot about Butch when he came out and joined Holland and Sheamus. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. Pete Dunn's there. Forgot about that. And Sheamus and Butch got ejected from this match. But then they just ran back down anyway and distracted Kofi, which allowed Holland to win. I'm not quite sure what the point of ejecting someone is if they can just come <laughs> back down and distract someone yeah. anyway. And it's like, yeah. The, I don't pay attention to these folks because, again, you shout into the Twitter void and whatever shouts back, I'd try to ignore. Sure. But there are a lot of people who, if you say, like, I would not have under any circumstances, book Kofi Kingston to lose. They'll be like, well, they're clearly building to the win. It's not the point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's not the point <laughs> at all. You know, it's like, it's okay to want the guy that just went through a real life bad thing to like have a good week the next week. Like, yep. you don't have to do this. Yeah. So <laughs> well, bonus baby if you've been watching this season he hasn't been there you go pete i know you got that reference that, yep sure yeah, did reference uh rich holland's one moving on i don't know yeah. anymore we got a recap of charlotte and ronda from last week charlotte came out and said ronda's a one-trick pony but she isn't that's the whole point of the thing is that ronda <laughs> has been learning more things oh can we talk about rampage already ronda came out Charlotte stood tall again, put her through the commentary table. Tell me why I should care. Because I don't. One of those, this was one of those main event segments where, like, I'm watching it and I've lost track of time. And, like, the logo mm -hmm. comes up, the little graphic thingy. And I'll be like, oh, the show's over. Yeah. Because, I'm sorry, this Charlotte Flair promo did not sell me on the main event segment of the show. <laughs> God. Uh... Like, the story they're trying to tell is that they're trying to tap each other out. And Charlotte really wants to tap out Ronda, but she's not doing it. And Ronda uh, really wants to tap out Charlotte, but the problem is that Charlotte's already tapped! You can't tell that story anymore, because she's already tapped! No, you can tell that story, because Ronda hasn't tapped. And I can't wait for Charlotte Flair to tap out Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. <laughs> Chaos! I am the agent of chaos, Pete. <laughs> I only cheer for the chaotic outcomes in WWE. And this is one of them. Uh, good God. I thought the show was pretty pants. Yeah, I thought it was a I hated show. it. One out of five. Even the yeah. good stuff had an asteroid next to it. Like, the, the forklift stuff took place in an ad break. Completely ruined my enjoyment. The one good match ended in a DQ. Nothing sold me on Mania. It's a one out of five show, man. I did not like this it. This is a bad SmackDown. Mm. I'm glad I wasn't really paying attention to a lot. <laughs> That's bad. God damn. Like, yep. when you're not here, and I do the NXT shows with, like, SP3 and Sad mm -hmm. and everything, appreciate that. This is going to be a transition period. And Pete's just pissed off. You just say I'm not doing that. That's fine. I do a lot more, like, prep work because I got to lead the show. Like, yep. lead, uh, lead the co-host through it and everything you know you take the lead role and everything so i watch the shows a lot more tightly you know i gotta mm -hmm. make sure that i remember every single backstage segment it's not like oh yeah i remember that it's like no you gotta do it a, a smackdown like this 
I, I won't remember this in an hour. Yeah. I won't remember this show in an hour. I yep. guarantee it. I might remember like the forklift. And that might be it. I'm not gonna lie, I won't remember anything else on the SmackDown. One out of five, bad show. Yeah. Uh, according to the uh, poll on the community tab, 21% agreed with us at a one out of five show. 20% going one higher with a two out of five. 47% with a three out of five. Sure. I like that no matter what, the the three out of five like never really changes. It's mm-hmm. just you, you can tell the quality of the show based on how much shift between the top two and bottom two answers. Yeah, legit. It's like it'll always be a three out of five show. Mm-hmm. But is it like, oh, it's a three out of five show with a bunch of like four and fives? Because that's yeah. probably a pretty good show. Or is it a three out of five with a bunch of ones and twos? Because that's mm-hmm. probably a bad show. But it's always yeah. a three out of five SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Always and forever. Uh, let's talk about Rampage, which started off with The Butcher versus Darby Allen. Now, going into this match, I was like, that seems kind of weird. Like, not not that, like, it doesn't make sense, because it makes sense because, you know, the two factions are uh, feuding and all that stuff. But it just seems like an odd choice. It's like, oh, The Butcher versus Darby Allen, that's interesting choice. I guess I... going. <laughs> yeah. I hear, I... I hear a match like that, and I'm like, ooh, mm. I like that. I really liked this match, because I The Butcher killed Darby Allen. Oh, he just, he just killed him. Butcher great. looks great. Yeah, he does. Like, I don't know if I just hadn't seen him since he returned, or like mm-hmm. seen just gotten a good look at him. He's like, because he had like a real like, you know, he he had a look about him. He mm-hmm. had a, the burly '80s heel pot belly look yeah. about him. You know, when he debuted, he's like spelt. He's like cut and trim. Mm. Yeah, I look at him and be like. Uh, damn, are we are we pushing the butcher sometime soon? Because like, mm-hmm. yeah, I like the I like the butcher a lot. Yeah. He should have been in that ladder match. You would have been a good big beefy boy. Yeah, that was a been fun nice. match though. Um, I really like the the storytelling of this match as well. In that Darby Allen kind of struggled against mm-hmm. the butcher here, which I know some people might like jump to conclusions and be like, oh, they're kind of burying Darby Allen. I disagree wholeheartedly. Really like the storytelling because butcher's massive. And yeah. um and Darby Allen's quite small. Yeah. And he just kind of murdered him for a little bit. Did some really good looking stuff. Like the the throwing into the turnbuckle for him to turn around and do a huge lariat and like another massive lariat on the outside, yeah. chucking him into the barricade, like holding him by the legs and just chucking his head into the barricade, into the steps. It looked really good, really good offense. Um and Darby only just won. He hit a coffin drop to the outside to Butcher. And then rolled in the ring, and Butcher got counted out. Great use and of the count. I like out. that. I like yeah. that. I like because again, the the count out is like a cop out finish. They use a count out in other companies when they don't have a finish, right? Yeah. I like when the count out finish is used as if the wrestler's making like a strategic decision. Like you are making the decision to win the match that way. Yeah, it might not affect your ranking as much if you beat him by pinfall, but you still get the W and you still move on. Mm-hmm. Like there was there was a match in a G1, not to completely go on a tangent and everything, but there was a match in a G1 from a few years ago where Sonata wrestled Yano. Mm-hmm. And it was one of my favorite matches of the whole tournament because Sonata is like a smart wrestler and beat Yano by count out in like a minute. And he was just like, He's during this like tournament that's grueling and just wears you down. And he managed to like 
pull off a, a snap win in a minute with no energy used just by doing like a count out and being smart. If the if the count out makes the wrestler look smart, I think it's a good finish. Yeah. But that just doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I, I think that the count out can be a very effective and good finish. It's just been overused and we become like desensitized to it. But it's yeah. stuff like this where you just go, oh no, that's actually a good finish. That's a smart finish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really, really liked it. Alan looked he looked good because he managed to still get the win. That's the thing. It wasn't even like a fluke victory. Like he hit the coffin drop and he got the count out yeah. victory, but it was like, oh man, he had to fight for that kind of thing. Right. Like that's just that's how he won. It yeah. wasn't like he took a, a weak win. It's like, mm-hmm. no, that's just how he won. He won a yeah. different way. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had a setup for Dynamite that's going to be like an eight-man tornado, a Texas tornado tag match, I should say, mm-hmm. um, because the location matters, apparently. Uh, we're yeah. going to have the Hardys and Allen and Sting versus Private Party and Butcher and Blade. Looking forward to that. And I really like that Butcher got made to look strong in this match because now he's going to be more of a threat on Dynamite. Agreed. Nice good i feel like we just saw this match yeah just there's a few more people involved but hey that yeah. match was a lot of fun so like mm. if you tell me that they're gonna re they're gonna run back a really fun like brawl match false count anywhere match like i'll probably i'll probably right. give you a little bit of leniency yeah. with with something like that and hey we got the hardies in it yeah good. jeff hardy's gonna jump off of something yeah probably <laughs> um scorpio sky page runs out and dan lambert were backstage they did a promo it was all right. Neat. It was fine. Cool. Yeah. I don't know what to think of this group at the moment, but... No, me neither. Fine. It's not the most important thing to talk about on this show. No. The TNT champion. Not the most important thing on this show. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Layla tough, Hirsch. Yeah. There's like five guys in the main event segment I'd rather see as TNT champion right now. Yeah. Legit. Uh, Layla Hirsch faced Red Velvet. Um, story of this one being that Hirsch keeps cheating using her um, the mm-hmm. turnbuckle that she keeps getting out of the ring, bashing people with it. Um, she was going to try and use it again against Red Velvet, Red Velvet in this match, but Chris Statlander came out with her new look and uh, stopped her from using it. Stopped Hirsch from what cheating. What a look! Red. Yeah, it was great. Um, and uh, Red Velvet hits this kind of like court screw kick, kind of like a trouble mm-hmm. in paradise almost to uh, to Hirsch. And she got the win. It's kind of like uh, Will Ospreay's uh, mm. uh, the, the the Robinson kick. I forget what it's called. I'm watching the channel like a year. Yeah. You know the kick there. Everybody knows the kick. He yeah. he he spins around, and does kick. Uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like that. And I was surprised that Layla Hirsch lost this match. I thought Same. this was like an easy Layla Hirsch is going to win and continue on. But I guess they're just more interested in in you know, streamlining this feud with Chris Statlander, which I guess then works because I would imagine Chris Statlander will eventually come out ahead in this whole feud. And I can't really say that they're wrong in doing that. It's just like, it's weird. You know, you get these mid-card feuds where like all the mid-carders are kind of feuding with each other. So one of them loses to the other and you're just like, I wouldn't have that person lose. But you kind of have to have people lose in a feud like this. Like everyone has to kind of lose because they're not all people that never lose. Mm Mm-hmm. I do like Chris Statlander's new look, though. Mm, I think like, it's very good. They don't have someone like who looks like that in AEW right now on the babyface side. You know what I mean? 
They didn't have anybody that looked like her with the bright colors and the alien stuff before either. But they don't have this. So I'm like, okay. And I mean, I would be lying if I said that it wasn't like a good look. You know, like Chris Statlander is like, she's got, she, I was thinking about Chris Statlander this week. And I was just like, she's just a, got a very good look as a pro wrestler. Like she's mm-hmm. big, tall. She looks like a believable wrestler. So when you've got that framework, you can kind of put on whatever different packaging you want. And it has a lot better chance of working out than, you know, other people who are Von Wagner and are not perfect framework. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or random comparison to Von Wagner. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I, I think that, yeah, if they, because Hirsch was the one who cheated against Statlander mm-hmm. originally, I think if they run it back and do Statlander versus Hirsch, Statlander wins and kind of moves up in the in the rankings. And that's kind of her push. You kind of had this mini push for Hirsch. Mm-hmm. Now, where she kind of came up, had that match against Thunder Rosa, stuff like that. And now she's kind of going back to the thing with Statlander, and Statlander's going to be the one to come out on top. I think it works perfectly. You built Hirsch up. This is the this is the time it works when you build up someone to have someone beat them and look yeah. better coming out of it. I loved Adam's bit. I think it was in the Cody Rhodes best moments list where he was mm-hmm. like, one of the entries is just Cody putting over people, talking about like mm-hmm. Darby and Sammy and, and yeah. Brody and, and whoever. MJF <laughs> and Adam just totally dry at the end of that entry is just like, you know, there's, it's hard not to look at like all the people who benefited from beating Cody Rhodes because he beat people because that's how wrestling works. <laughs> <laughs> that's how wrestling works. And this is an example of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I could fantasy book this whole thing, I would like to see this new character kind of take Chris Statlander past the Layla Hirsch rivalry mm-hmm. and like hopefully take her into some sort of title contention. Cause I do think Chris Statlander is going to hold a belt this year. I, I yeah. believe that. I believe I she's going to hold a belt. Um, this is going to like take her past the Layla Hirsch thing. And then I want Layla Hirsch to like latch onto like Serena Deeb or the William Regal group or something yeah. like that, you know, like latch onto a real wrestlers wrestler faction either with Serena or with William Regal or something like give her something then to do change her focus and make her like not still get lost in the shuffle. Cause I really yeah. like Layla Hirsch. For sure. We then had the house of black taking on Fuego del Sol and bear country. This was probably my favorite thing on the show probably. because house of black are just so cool. Like so fun. I could not get over it. just watching their entrance. I just stopped and just went, God, they're just so cool. Like, ah, they look so great together. And I think this was one of the ones where, you know, a lot of the stuff they've been doing, they've been doing with Death Triangle and all that stuff. And they've been treated kind of even to Death Triangle. We haven't seen them just kill people. And this was a match where they just killed them. And I think this is what we really wanted to see is House of Light just being really dominant against these guys, hitting their big moves, showcasing all their strengths that they have as a unit together, working like seamlessly together with their offense, like showing each uh, the strengths of each one of them individually in the match. This was perfect. This is just what you wanted. And just at the end of it, there were so many spots where like, you know, Fuego del Sol was diving off the top and Brody King just forearmed, forearmed about the air. I was like, <laughs> Jesus, yep. all right, yeah. It was like a massive knee from Buddy Matthews. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is awesome all of them doing big moves, big moves, big moves, and then they get the win. And I was like, perfect. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
tremendous. And really, they, they are very different stylistically, like in terms of package. But this group right now reminds me so much of the Shield. Mm-hmm. Just in the way that you've got three guys who all wrestle completely different styles, but their offense just flows together so seamlessly. Like I always go back to that Shield Wyatt family match at Elimination Chamber, just because it's like nonstop, just like Ambrose tags Rollins, tags Reigns, tags Ambrose, and they're just hitting moves like one after the other. Oh man, like if you are making me get Shield flashbacks in like your second or third match as a as a trio that's probably a pretty good sign that's That's probably a a pretty good indication that i'm really gonna enjoy your matches going forward Mm -hmm. because yeah i really like this match yeah it killed fuego (laughs) buddy matthews hit him with a hit him with a v trigger off of like a springboard and just killed him yep absolutely killed him and i need to know what these ex wwe guys finishers are called Yes. Because I can't call it the Murphy's Law because that's not what it's called. But yeah. I don't know what it's called. Matthew's Law. Matthew's Obviously. Law. Yep. He's Daredevil. Uh, Matthew Murdoch's we... Law. I will also say for this one, I'm going to nitpick. Not about yeah. the match. Chris Jericho really needs to stop talking sometimes. <laughs> Chris Jericho could like get off commentary. And I yeah. I really like... like Ricky Starks on commentary. He's great. I think that you know I've I've not been a huge fan of Jericho, and that's that's no secret. I've I've not been really into babyface Jericho at all. I don't think he's particularly great in that role anymore. Yeah. I think that him becoming a sports entertainer is genius. I think it's mm-hmm. really good heel heat in AEW, where WWE are the heels in comparison mm-hmm. to the AEW audience. Being a sports entertainer in AEW is inherent heel heat. That's a, a great idea for a gimmick. Please stop doing it on commentary. It's yeah. really obnoxious. For the whole show, it's real bad. I don't need to have heel commentators. That's one of my yeah. big like gripes about WWE products is that you have heel commentators that are obnoxious because heels are good in small little doses. That's yeah. the point. When you have them when they're overexposed, they become really, really annoying. So yeah. stop, stop having Chris Jericho do his sports entertaining thing on commentary, <laughs> please. It really annoys me. And him getting really hyped up about Fuego Del Sol... He was like, oh my god, he's gonna do it! Fredo's gonna do it! He's looking at him go! It's like, Jericho, please, stop. Just feels just like he's kind of entertaining himself. Yeah, totally. You know? Right. And it's like, that's cool, but like, you're also on TV, and mm-hmm. hundreds, thousands of people watching you. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's, uh, I don't know, it's weird, because like, Taz is a heel, and Ricky Starks mm-hmm. is a heel, and yeah. I enjoy both of them on commentary. Well, the thing and, is, but Taz isn't like an overt heel, though. Like he is a heel. Yeah, but he's like a he heel in his over, segment. He, he puts over the baby faces, and he's like, yes. "Oh wow, that's a that's a great move from this guy." Like he's a good heel commentator. Yeah, though, and it's so weird because during that like stretch of of like those early pandemic shows on Dynamite, where they were like in QT Marshall's gym or whatever in Atlanta, like where mm-hmm. Jericho did all the commentary for those shows. I thought he was really good on mm-hmm. those shows. I was like, "Damn." Chris Jericho is going to like have a career as a commentator when he retires. Like he's going to be just working forever. And then he started doing rampage commentary and I've never enjoyed it again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the switch was. I don't know if he just can't handle working in like a big table with like mm-hmm. a bunch of different people. Cause he was only working with Tony Schiavone before. Like, I don't know what the difference is, but 
I'm kind of over it. Like we got Mark Henry off of commentary. Mm-hmm. I like Mark Henry. Yep. We could probably get Chris Jericho off commentary at this point. Yeah. I also think it's going to overexpose him. Yeah. As, as and his new character, and I'd like to see it succeed because I think it is good. I think being a yeah. sports entertainer is a very good gimmick to have in AEW. So I want it to work. Um, for the sake of quickly saying my thoughts on Jericho and, and everything at this point, because I don't review Dynamite, mm. I was ready to hate that segment just because I heard the name Jericho Appreciation Society. I was like, this is stupid. What, is, <laughs> what are we doing here? And then I watched that segment. I was like, he's still a really good pro wrestler. Damn it. <laughs> damn it. That was a really good promo. <laughs> it was like a really good promo. And I really care about this group and the direction that they've got and like the interactions that he's going to have with Daniel Garcia. I was like, that's a lot of things for me to like about this segment that I was not going to like. We then had uh, Penta Oscuro did a promo, said the Death Triangle is inevitable. Cool. Cool. Uh, We then had the main event of Max Caster versus Keith Lee. I really like the split screen promo that they had beforehand. Very good. Keith Lee, I thought was really good. Like, we know that Keith Lee's a great promo. But just hearing him do a proper promo, because before it's been like, you know, someone's interrupted and he's been like, don't interrupt me or I have a large back, which are good lines. But it's nice to hear him do like a proper promo to be like, you know, ends it with and bask in my glory and all that stuff. Proper mm. like Keith Lee promo. I was like, yeah, Keith, it's my boy. Yeah. Um, I really liked one particular spot in this match. I, ju- I popped for massively was Keith Lee kind of got um, Matt Castro like a bear hug. And just threw him over his head, which, you know, a lot of wrestlers can do that. They do like an overhead belly to belly, right? Sure. But the difference was with Keith Lee is that he didn't pop his hips or anything. He oh. just kind of went, there you go. <laughs> just yeeted him. Straight over. It's just no effort. Just like, oh, you're on me? Just get off with you. It was, yeah. it was brilliant. Love it. Um, yeah, this was good. I like this match. I like seeing Keith Lee wrestle. I think Max Hess is great. Yeah. Profit. Yeah. Keith Lee won. Nice. It's such a weird situation with Rampage now because I feel like if we don't get like a TBS championship match or a tag championship match, we're like nothing happened in episode of Rampage mm-hmm. and such. You know, which to an extent it is. It's furthering certain storylines, but not like the the big ones, you know, like mm-hmm. the tippy top ones and everything. But we've come a long way in like seven months of just having this show where you look at the AEW roster seven months ago and how different it was. Like, still really, really good, solid roster. But now you, like, sprinkle in Keith Lee to Rampage. You sprinkle in Swerve. You sprinkle in the Hardy Boys, Malachi Black, Andrade. Like, Hook. Hook. <laughs> <laughs> there should like never be a bad episode of Rampage with this roster. If it's just going to be like three or four matches every week with this roster, this should be a foolproof plan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely should be a foolproof plan. Yeah. What a um, roster. I love seeing Keith Lee in matches in t- on great, TV. Man. Like, yeah. what, what a concept. A yeah. perfect wrestler being it's allowed great. to just be on a wrestling show. I love Keith Lee. I can't wait because that these are all very good Keith Lee matches and I'm enjoying them. I can't wait for his first big pay-per-view singles match where he just does 
all of the Keith Lee things. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to rejoice because everyone's going to love yeah. it and it's going to be great. But um, after the match, Keith Lee starts to get beaten down by Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, and uh, the Acclaimed. They all kind of like dogpile him. Uh, and Swerve Strickland comes out with a chair and kind of clears out the ring and kind of celebrates with Keith Lee. And I was like, huh, that's cool. I think, you know, I don't yeah. think I want to see him as a tag team particularly. Or do I? I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. I do. I think I want to see him as singles guys. I don't mind them having a friendship, you know? Right. Like that's, that's different. Like, if you just set up that as video game characters, these two are allies of the mm-hmm. other. Like, they don't yeah. need to be a tag team, but they're, like, aligned with each other. I like that. Yeah. Can I pose a question? Please do. Was this all intentional? <laughs> because it's very... <laughs> I I have to ask because mm-hmm. like AEW for better or worse mm-hmm. publicly has been like a, a company with I don't know if I want to say like diversity issues mm-hmm. you know but it's been a topic that's come up for sure and I certainly like I enjoy this segment I enjoyed this this prospective rivalry I enjoy everything about it but I think it's slightly just like peculiar that they seem to have taken like every black male wrestler and put them in one storyline i was expecting top flight to come out well then like join the team taz fight in fairness you're mm. missing top flight you're yeah but i think they're involved Scorpio. in this you reckon yeah dante's been messing with team taz for months it's true. I was th- like, I think they'll be involved, and I think Jay Lethal will be involved because he's been involved mm-hmm. in the Team Taz thing too. The only like, again, I don't want to. It's all thing. I'm just like, I noticed this, and I, I saw a lot of other people notice this. I was like, it's like eight guys in one segment. At a certain point, I was like, this can't be a coincidence, can it? Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? The something about it was was just weird to me. But I still yeah. liked it, so it's like more power to them. I want to see Swerve and Keith Lee and like be a tag team or be opponents, or I want to see like every combination of all of these matches. I was just like, we've gone completely other end of the spectrum very <laughs> quickly. You know what I mean? I genuinely didn't even notice because yeah. I was literally just like Keith Lee, Swerve. It's all awesome. it's all I could see on Twitter last night was just yeah. like. Why? What? What is happening? Like it wasn't like a criticism. It was mm. just like a. This is strange. What? The, what's happening? Yeah. You know. Um. Anyway, after that, yeah, I I liked seeing Swerve and, and Keith. They kind of celebrated to, to go off the show. Like that ending once again. It's an episode of Rampage. Had some good wrestling. Cool. Yeah. We got a bit, like... little bit of furthering of like you know the the Statlander character, which was good. Uh, setting up a match for Dynamite with the eight-man tornado tag. Saw Butcher be good. Nice. Yeah. Fun little show. It's like NXT, like an average NXT is like a three out of five. An average SmackDown is like a two out of five. An average Rampage is like a four out of five. Mm. It's a good good average. I yeah. enjoyed this show very much, in fact. Yeah. Thought it was pretty good.
so before we get into the rest of your ultra chats here, uh, we have to say thank you to some very special people. Those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on our Patreon oh, page. Yeah. If you've not been to Patreon, you really should. There was Fan Quizzle Mania this week, which was a bit of fun. Uh, we've got WrestleTalk Extra coming very soon as well, which is TNA Victory Road 2011 that Ollie and Luke will be reviewing. What a time to review that. Um, loads of bonus content. It's Wrestle League. It's WrestleMania in like two weeks. So we're going to have Wrestle League in two weeks as well, which is the start of a new season and the end of another one as well. So we're going to have lots of stuff. Tempest is going to be doing a music video. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping to get another... See? Pissed off. I ordered my outfit on Amazon. Mm -hmm. The picture had a hat in it. That yeah. thing did not come with a hat, so I have to Oof. get a hat. Rough. Also, and I knew this was going to happen, because again... Yep. People, you can yep. you can say the words like black wrestlers without a, like without a lot of people getting upset about it. Mm-hmm. I'm merely pointing out that this was like a thing. This was just like interesting, you know. Yeah. So like, so like, oh, we need, we need change, change now. <laughs> so I've seen a lot of people just being like, not everything has to be about this and that. It could be just wrestling. I was like, I'm not saying it's not wrestling. <laughs> oh, the, the angry YouTube commenters are coming for me. Hide from the hills. You know what I mean? It was just a thing I saw and just went, oh, that's that's weird. That's interesting. And I moved on like you yeah. commenters should right now. <laughs> should not let this take up one more moment of time in your brain today. Also, what is the Anyway. Name? It's the 19th, right? It is the 19th today. Go to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. Join us a patron. More bonus content. Do the thing. Yeah. Thank you. If you pledge at the $25 above... Nope. $25 or above tiers. Uh, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to... Aren't you happy I got this one, Tempest? Yep. <laughs> I was letting you start. Yep. Viernes el décimo tercero. Jason Gutierrez. Peter Fiber Brad to us. Jackson T. Roller. Yeah. Jonathan the Headmaster Headman. Yeah. Yo, Adrian! Rocky. Yeah. Not Eugene. Andrew Dinsmore. Yeah. Michael Mark for Life Plowman. Yeah. The Overstepper. James Nepper. Yeah. Will always mark out for Ollie Landrum. Yeah. The Machine Gun. Alex. Anderson. Yeah. Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. Yeah. And King R.K. Jones. Thank you so much, all of our pledge hammers on our Patreon page. Go over to patreon.com forward slash Russell Talk today. So much bonus content, etc. Uh, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here. Prince of Strong Style said, Hello lads, this build has been so bad that the focus on names over matches has made me sure, uh, made me sure not going to watch anything of WWE over that weekend for the first time. Can't anymore with this company. Too much good wrestling to waste time on this crap. LIW, 
for life. You know, you know who would have a really good WrestleMania match? What's that? Pete Dunne. Yeah. Yeah. If you just like push people and sign them and like gave them fulfillment, you could have like Pete Dunne versus Cesaro at WrestleMania. How fun does that sound, Pete? Um, On the subject of uh, SmackDown in particular, Marisov said, It was my first SmackDown I watched in a long time. Action wasn't bad, but breaks and recaps made it awful to watch. I'm not hyped for Mania at all. Also, Tempest, I tried peanut butter and pickled sandwich, and it was very nice. I trust you more now. Pete, I like your face. I like your comment. Thank you. I need you to get over this on your dislike of peanut butter. I can't help it... I can't help my taste buds, okay, Tempest? Help it one time. I, I'll some the, the sandwich needs to happen. It'll work. People like the sandwich, Pete. I know they do. Um, Jack Nichols has said Butch isn't done. I mean, he is done, but he's not done. It works better if you can see the, <laughs> the writing. Um, he's certainly not Kevin Dunn, but is he still Pete? Are you still Pete? He's certainly Butch, but he's not Bush Bushwhacker Butch unless you put him in a bush. Then don't follow him. What? <laughs> Broke my brain just <laughs> somewhere along the way. Like I just got like the blue screen of death. <laughs> just like, pardon Love me. It. Uh, Jack Nichols again said uh, this SmackDown was so boring. Uh, was so boring. My brain switched off. Uh, Sat was excellent on NXT this week. Such a funny guy. That's good. He's going to be doing the NXT podcast more. He's going to be doing it with SP3. That's the new team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to make a huge ultra spicy curry to prepare for WrestleMania this year. I mean, why not? The card is loaded with toilet break matches. Take care. <laughs> well done. Well nice. done. That sounds Very good. lovely. I would like yeah. a nice curry for, mm. for WrestleMania. Uh, Tails P said, uh, this is the song. Let's get set for SmackDown. This is the fight. Roman and Brock. He tried to kill him with a forklift. Someone was watching MST3K. No. Nope. I don't know. Nope. No, don't know. <laughs> I hope, I hope okay. someone can point it out. What is MST3K? Couldn't tell you. What is it? Something, 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 3000. Someone help me. You can you continue. Uh, I'll try and think of it. Uh, Ten Rosa said Tempest, <laughs> the only good thing with Edge on Raw is the incredible new Alter Bridge theme he's using. Lovely stuff. Uh, so pumped for Supercard of Honor. I can't wait for the indie shows during Mania Week. I don't. I didn't watch the shows today. We'll watch back Rampage. That's Mystery Science. That does theater. make sense. That does make sense. Thank you, chat. Very helpful. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, I see. I don't know. I guess Alter Bridge just likes WWE. You know what I mean? Yeah. The same way that like Cult of Personality, Cult of Person, Jesus Christ, Living Color is friends with CM Punk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, you get away with using the music a lot easier. They got rid yeah. of this song. Yep. Like, it's Jeez, fine. The best. It's, it's the, just not, Yeah, it's the new song is... The new song is fine, but he had the best song ever. Yeah. The best. Um, I'm hurt by it. Um, on the subject of Rampage, Hannah Allen said, Hello, lovely pals. Let me start with, although controversial, I'm a fan of the acclaimed. Uh, I also enjoy South Park. I also enjoy WrestleTalk, NRB, Parts for Known, and Tempest's own page. Enough about me. This match. Mwah, chef's kiss. LIW for life. Hashtag Team Taz. Hashtag Swerve's House. Hell yeah. Yes. Tempest's own page. I reached 6,000 subscribers yesterday. 
Yeah. I should probably make something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's been like six months. I don't have time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fans. I get like a message every other day just being like, where's part two of this video? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't I have the motivation. It. I'm sorry. No, I started it. I edited it halfway and my computer crashed. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. have, I have to do it again and I don't have the energy to start again. That's fair. Uh, Zoe Sung said, uh, Keith Lee, the limitless Pokemon. This Pokemon is friends with Mewtwo, his fave. This Pokemon's signature move, Yayeet, it does more damage uh, the less they weigh. Way spelled. I, I got confused with the spelling. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Fuego, stay away from this Pokemon. This Pokemon said it would like to team with Ricky Starks. Keith Lee and I'd Ricky Starks. I'd also like to see huh? that. Yeah. Hmm. Keith Lee and Ricky Starks. Telling you, like, I think all the combinations of guys in that final segment, like, would make mm. great yeah. rivalries and teams. Like, there's a lot of very charismatic, fun energy in, like, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, Keith Lee, Swerve, The Acclaimed. Mm -hmm. There's so many fun combinations there. And honestly, I'm kind of happy they got away from the Dante Martin, like, mentor storyline at this I point. Because I don't know where that was going. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Matthew Robinson said uh, wow that Keith Lee match to end Rampage was perfect example of how to do a Keith Lee match to have Swerve save him was amazing to have two most over guys together wow WWE absolutely thought these two didn't have it how does WWE make money despite themselves yep Zoe Sung said just call it the book of Matthew that's not bad, not bad. It's, finisher. it's not bad yeah. I really like yeah. the, the religious connotations because there's a lot of that in Malachi's gimmicks and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's good. That's very solid. Rangers like Mayhem said, uh, Statlander must get her inspiration uh, for her look from Teen Titans. Her original look was the happy-go-lucky Starfire, but now she has moved into a darker mood of Blackfire. Love to see her with the House of Black as this possible aggressive character. I don't think she needs the House of Black, personally. I don't think she needs the House of Black, but T-E-E-N-T-I-T-A-N-S. I love the show. I really do. I thought they were going to say like Starfire and Raven, but Blackfire works too. Yeah. Uh, Ten Rosa Sandy said, I know it's about I... Teen Titans, but I want to talk about it. <laughs> Ten Rosa said, I know as reviewers, you'd hate another hour, but hear me out. As a fan of AEW and with their incredible roster, I would love two hour rampages at a better time slot, making a dynamite level show with equal stakes. Think the ratings would be better as well? I don't want that. Too much wrestling in one week. Yeah, like, if I didn't have to, like, review it, if it wasn't my job, I'd probably enjoy that, but, like... Uh -uh. I don't think I would. I honestly I don't think I would. I would. I would, because I wouldn't watch WWE. I would watch, yeah. I would watch Dynamite, and it'd be great, and I would watch Rampage, and it'd be great, and that'd be all the wrestling I'd watch during the week, and I could do that. And I, I Just imagine you take NXT off of your plate, and you put Rampage in there instead. Mm. You just watch a really fun, good show during the week instead. You could. It wouldn't feel like a chore as much. Also, if it wasn't so goddamn late, no more 11.30 starts, please. I will yeah. fight someone. That's not allowed. Zoe Sung said, see, everyone loves the acclaimed. Yes, I think they're very I good. Like the acclaimed. Yes. Hannah Allen said, uh, rewatched early LIW on the first Quizzle Mania. We really do stand for something different. We got the references, understood that pro wrestling has a history, and also didn't care. We're passionate about other stuff. Also, Pokemon, other games, hashtag LIW for life. Hope the drinks are good, Hannah. Yeah. Uh, ooh, sorry, I was just looking at the chat. Curry Payton, voice cyborg? Did not know that. Curry Payton's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Love that man. 
Tara um, Strong is Raven. Hmm. So Tara Strong is Raven. They got like mm. a good uh, voice acting cast for that show. Yeah, seems like it. Mm. Uh, Hannah Allen says, uh, "Gosh, some older vids, uh, some Russell Talk history. Support Pete and support these men giving us their time. It's easy to uh, critique a critic, especially if you don't like it. Understand variations of opinion are okay. You don't agree, also okay. Lots of love. Hashtag Don't be a dickhead. Yes, big fan That's of that rule. Lie. Yeah." <laughs> Uh, yeah. Dartering24 said, Did a moose chew through Tempest internet connection? Also, chop that belt is so classy, but part of me misses the sticker. Happy birthday, buddy. I don't know what you're talking about with the sticker because I know that there's some other person carrying around that belt and claiming it's the true title, which is just wrong. Because this is the true title. This is the one that's oh, being sorry. defended at WrestleJamia. Yes, this is what is. the Royal Jambles were for. Fight for this one, not the mm-hmm. stupid one. Stupid Never fight. the stupid one. <laughs> Fake belt. Um, Renane said, uh, daily reminder to tell everyone that LIW is fine. Also, shout out from a fellow Torontonian. Hey, shout out to Toronto. Yes. I lived there. That's where we live. We live in Toronto. <laughs> That's, that was, that was, uh, that was local hometown pop. Right there. Yeah. yeah. Right here. Street pop right here. In, in, in Toronto, Toronto, Ontario, yeah. Canada. <laughs> um, also, yes, LIW is fine, as we mentioned earlier. Why wouldn't we mm-hmm. be fine? We have all the gold. That was the point. All the gold. Uh, Daval Shah said, uh, what a waste of how stupendous uh, Roman could be in a storyline. Remember how good the Uso storyline was? I thought they'd take up the story of how Brock doesn't care about the titles and just wants to beat up Ropen, but forklift. Didn't yep. Jey Uso get beat by somebody recently? Jey Uso got beaten by Rick Boogs in a minute last week. That's right. Main event Jey Uso. Really, Main glad, really glad that went somewhere. Me, uh, me and SB3 had words <laughs> about that last week. That yeah, was, I just uh, heard about it because I didn't watch the show. I just was, yeah. like, I saw good uh, stuff on Twitter. Jay so didn't yeah. get in a single move. Yeah, in the whole match. Right. Rick Main event Jay so. Yeah. Main event Jay Rick Booze. Yep. Dawn of Roxas 101 said, just want to say it's been fun watching wrestling media flop around like a fish uh, on land when it comes to the Cody situation. Hey, we that's just report news. the news that gets reported. Don't look at us. We just report the news that everyone else is reporting. We don't report yeah. news. People, people kind of lose their minds over wrestling news. It's mm. like I'm, I'm looking at baseball free agency right now, and it's like, you know, a baseball insider will be like, "Yeah, this person just talked with like these these teams," and there probably are still baseball nuts. They go like, "Oh, you said he was talking with this side, and oh, no, you said it over there." But like, I feel like that's all of what wrestling Twitter kind of ends up being in moments yeah. like this Cody Rhodes thing, just because we don't get as many like free agent decisions. Like where's Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes going to sign? Like it's a big thing. That's different. Wrestling fans need to chill. <laughs> Leave that's show general life alone. Room, I think. Yeah. Leave all wrestling media people and like, don't be, don't be a dickhead. Hashtag don't be a dickhead. Hashtag don't be a dickhead. There it is. So Tempest, do you have any really awesome plans for this weekend? I do actually. I've got a, oh, yeah. a friend a friend and her, her boyfriend are spending the night uh, here in my place and catching a flight tomorrow morning. Uh, but it means that she gets to see my place for the first time ever, which is nice. 
school. Nice. Uh, we've been friends for like six years. Hasn't just like it's never you know crossed paths like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've you know it's always tough because you know she lives a little bit away from 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 where I live uh, mm-hmm. in relation to Toronto. So it's it's tough sometimes to to make time, but. We managed to make time this 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 time around, and we we're not going to be able to get ramen because she doesn't want to fly the next day on like a belly full of ramen, you yeah, know, just exactly. in case. Um, but we're we're gonna you know grab some food, probably watch a movie, just have like a nice low key night. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And honestly, it's kind of on top of work right now, so I'm gonna just enjoy my weekend. Enjoy mm-hmm. some rest, some relaxation. Nice. Videos yeah. are scheduled. I don't need to worry about anything till Monday. It's going to be nice. a good weekend. Nice. That's. No, I I had the opposite in that I have a video <laughs> to schedule to that. that will be tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I can have to schedule that tomorrow. Uh, and then I'm working Monday. I don't normally work Mondays, but I'm working mm. Monday because reasons. Because other people are busy with stuff that I'm not going to say because yeah. spoilers and that. But they're busy with a thing, so I'm 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 doing the news on Monday. Um, but hopefully, I only have to do the news on Monday, so I should be able to work like a half day. Maybe I don't know. I'll figure it out. But I have to, I'd have think. to check because mm. I forget all of these things. They ask me, and then I immediately put it out of my mind until like I feel like a, an important date is approaching. Because I know I know that I was asked to do raw. Yep, you are I, doing raw next week. I think that's week. Yeah, that's this week. Yeah, uh, but you're doing, you're we just, just doing. Raw? We're just doing the edited raw review. It's me and Andy that are doing the podcast. Yeah, but that's not better. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I wasn't saying it was good or bad. I'm just saying. I'd it's rather do the podcast. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem doing the podcast. Podcast to just sit and talk like this about a show that I pay seventy five percent attention to. Yeah. You, know? no, you get the editor review. I I was thinking I was well because I, I mentioned this on the on the meeting on Friday. I was like, why don't I do the edited raw review? I'll have already watched raw because I'm going to be doing the the podcast later. So why don't we give Tempest the news and then I can do the raw thing? And then they were like, no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Would have saved Tempest either. watching raw, but sure, yeah. Yeah, I don't particularly prefer that idea either. Mm, yeah, it's all very complicated for my. From my perspective, if I had a yeah. nice fancy setup and a teleprompter and everything, I, I'd be wilding. Y'all mm-hmm. don't even know what you're what you're getting into. Y'all don't even y'all even seen me as a performer, as a presentate <laughs> as a presenter, a presentator. A presentator, yeah. Yeah. Words. They're hard. Yeah. Like I guess it's good that you did change the uh the color of your mask at one point though, in preparation yes. for when you do use a green screen, because there you could no not have used your own mask on it. Yeah, that would have looked well weird. Yeah, I like the color green too. It's rough. Mm-hmm. Like I can't incorporate green into any of my future masks. Nope. Or huh. any of your clothes ever. Like, yeah. You just have to That's remove fine. your wardrobe entirely. I don't think I have any green clothes except for like my Green Bay Packers hoodie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. otherwise, I think I'm pretty much set. I don't think I have like a bunch of green clothes that I need to throw out. But yeah. That would have been a problem, yeah. The the worst bit is when you feel like it doesn't have any green on it, and it's just got like a little bit of the design has like yeah. a bit of green on it that you didn't realize, and then you present on a green screen, and someone's like, "You're wearing green in your t-shirt." Like, oh god, 
I'll have to re-record yeah. with a different T-shirt. It's the mm. worst. I had to do yeah. that several times. <laughs> <laughs> Only wear clothes with like red and pink, the opposites of green. No, oh, yeah, it'll have to be. Yes, pink, red, pink, red, pink, <laughs> pink <More> red, pink. <laughs> and also a really great T-shirt that I'm wearing right now that yeah. you can get at WrestleShop.com. You get yeah. it. It says Deathmatch. It's pretty. I like I want it. my package to arrive. I want my merch. It will. It will arrive soon, Tempest. Hopefully, maybe. Maybe. No. Yeah. You wanna. You wanna trust Canada Post? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't trust the World Post right now. The World Post. Mm-hmm. Is that the, like that? What that well-known that, company? Yeah. Is that like the the cousin branch of World Elite, the faction from TNA, where they were in charge of wrestling, and World Post is just in charge of mail? I'd like to. I'd like a sitcom ordered mm-hmm. with both of those operations taking place in the same building. <laughs> okay. We've just got like a big heel wrestling faction planning their wrestling faction things, and then at the bottom floor of the building, you also have like a post office. That would be weird. <laughs> That's what I'll tell me. It wouldn't be like all these stupid sitcoms on TV these days. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You like you've got like a po- the. Full total pitch for half of these is like they're cops. It's in a police <laughs> station. It's in a it's in a hospital. It's mm-hmm. you know that's the full pitch for all these shows. I'm just taking yeah. it a step further. You've got a post office pitch and a wrestling pitch in the same building. Think of the shenanigans. Think of the shenanigans. You could get them mixed up all the time where like the, the post would get sent to the ring. Oh, oh. oh what a classic shenanigans. My brilliance is being wasted on this job. I'm going to go and <laughs> pitch this to Netflix. And on that note, that's going to do it for this episode of the Russell Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. Stay tuned for more content coming soon. Take care. Stay safe. We love you very much. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.